Hello and welcome everybody to episode zero of the Shameless Plug podcast. It's episode zero because we don't know what we're doing yet. I'm TMT Coco, one of your co-hosts, and join with me is... Say your name. How's it going, everybody? This is Lick My Sock 117. Hope you're having a good day. All right. Well, the theme of this podcast is whatever comes to our mind at the time or about 10 minutes prior to recording. So I'm just going to start us off, uh, just set everybody's expectations straight here with the topic that came right to my mind that really shouldn't be on here, but I'm going to say it anyways. Can we talk about how stupid and pointless ingredient lists are? Like, on food? Like, I thought about this the other day, and it was one of the dumbest things. Like, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, okay, yep. So, it, it's got sugar, yep, okay. It's it, It's got natural coloring. How is that helpful? Natural coloring. What is it? Like, there's no granularity when it comes to ingredient lists at all. No, I want to know if it's real color that I'm eating. But like, what is the like, natural color? <laughs> like that, or the natural color? Like, is orange? Like, do you think orange was called orange because it's orange, or like, is that natural? I don't know. Yeah, but, but like, okay, here's a better example. This is the one that actually, like, I thought about the time. I'm like, well, that's really stupid. When you'll have something and it'll say like, yeah, there's paprika, there's this, and then you'll have some that just say spice. Like that's not t- <laughs> just miscellaneous spice. That's not telling you what's in it at all. That's entirely <laughs> no, useless to that's like just having it says spice it with the spice yeah but like what is who decides the like how in-depth they go because some things will tell you like everything at a molecular level like the chemical composition of sodium polycarbonate or whatever things i can't even pronounce yeah and, and then you'll have other things <laughs> that are just like flavoring yeah, so, <laughs> yeah artificial flavoring wait hold up <laughs> yeah like that, it's made out of arsenic <laughs> but it, it tastes like dill pickle don't worry yeah, about like, that you don't, need, you don't need to know what it actually is just just know that it, it it's flavor and that'll help you well i it's just there for something to read you know remember taking like those 90 number twos like you're just grabbing anything to read while you're on the can yeah like, but now we have our phones right but like you'd grab deodorant and read the back of that you know wait, I mean? you're, like, hold up your deodorant has ingredients do you have edible deodorant <laughs> i mean it doesn't it doesn't have spice oh, this, but it has says, a bunch of this says blue number two i bet that tastes all right <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like uh, we need something it just it's there to occupy the eyes like we're just everybody has the attention span of a gnat yeah they, so they're like, like man we got all the space on the box what should we put here Oh, I know. Let's put an arbitrarily detailed list of everything that may or may not be in whatever our product is. It's like when you're handing a paper in in school, it's got to be so many words, right? And they just, they just, they just start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Uh, we're kind of short here. Visual. We're going to have to go. Yeah. yeah what, what's the scientific name for this compound? Yeah, let's put that in there. We had somebody call in and they're complaining that there's nothing to read on the side of the box. Like, we got to we gotta just throw something in there to keep them quiet. Yeah, there's no know? missing kids <laughs> that we can put on the side of the milk curtain. Can we put in the <laughs> ingredients? Yeah, okay. What's the ingredients? Yeah. Milk. Beautiful. Put that on. <laughs> What else can we do? Well, we could make like, I don't know, some kind of like union, I guess, and throw it on there that nobody's ever going to look into, I guess. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, throw, f- screw it. Let's throw it. May contain peanuts. Let's scare the crap out of some mm, people. True. <laughs> we don't want to be liable for anything. This may contain right. anything that it could possibly come in contact with. We're not going to specify what, but we'll just say ingredients. So, like, to circle back to your point, I, I enjoy the fact that it doesn't actually tell me what's in there. It might scare me more than you know. It's so dumb. Like... <laughs> Like, I'll look at something, I'll be like, hmm, I wonder if this is in it. And then you'll get, like, a 
just a broad statement and it'd be like, mm, well, it could be in that or it might not. So this really didn't do anything for me. <laughs> this may or may not contain something that you may or may not want to know about. So we're just going to keep it as vague as possible. Yeah. Like uh, I, just, I, I don't even remember what it was I was looking at, but I remember seeing that. I'm like, yeah, this is really dumb and I want people to know about it. And I figured this would be the perfect platform for that. I'll never forget. Like it reminds me like just like these vague instructions or ingredients. I, I was once building a model rocket with my dad and the instructions were specifically like, so you were building like the launch pad, right? And you had these two, you had to make, so like the rocket slid onto like these thin poles, yeah, like these little loops, like it's, so it slid off and went straight up in the air, right? Well, so to put these two poles together, it specifically said, bang them on a cement floor. <laughs> and I, I'll never forget that. Like it said that in the book. And I was just thinking, well, thank God we have a we have a cement floor in our house because if we didn't, we this would be a real showstopper right here. Like there'd be there'd be no way around. It has it. to be that spe- the specific density that you can only accomplish <laughs> with a cement floor. Yeah, I'll never forget. That. But you had so like you, you, know, you had to wing like how high off the ground you started your swing and stuff like that. Though. <laughs> like I used to say that people who made the instructions, like especially for like IKEA products, they never seen the thing you were supposed to put together. But this, the guy who made or whoever made these instructions for this rocket, like they obviously, they tried everything and it, it came down to like, you had to bang it on a cement floor <laughs> or else you were just, you're, you're SOL on that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was, he was the first consumer. They sent it to him. They're like, yeah, we need you to figure out how to use this and tell other people. And he's like, man, how do I get this to line up? <laughs> just eventually. No matter what I did, it just, <laughs> it just didn't work. It's right off the floor. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, that's the first official topic of the Shameless Plugs podcast, episode zero. <laughs> I like it. Now, to just give everyone an overview, I'm sure you can't tell from the professionalism of this, and I'm sure how professional the final product is going to look, but we are relatively new at this. I know it's a surprise. But man, one thing I didn't realize was how much video editing sucked. I know we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but... It is the biggest time sink of anything I think I've ever done. It's just doing something and then watching you do it and then taking pieces of that. So it's just whatever you're doing times three. And I had no idea coming into this like at all. Every time I watch myself, I lose a piece of myself. <laughs> like I just hate myself more. Yeah. Like watching my own, my like when I'm editing. So I just, we we're just talking about this because I was editing before we were starting this up. And for about a 15 minutes of footage, it took about an hour. So it's about a one to three, one to four ratio. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and like it, it's not entertaining or pleasant because you already know what you said. Like, it, It's not like you're sitting there on the edge of your seat like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. No, it's, <laughs> why did I say it like that? Or, oh, I forgot to say this. And then at, at some point it just comes down to, yeah, I really don't want to redo it. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> and like. One of the worst things was always, like, anytime you had to record yourself, the worst part was always listening back to yourself and just being like, man, do I really sound like that? Do people really listen to that? It, it's depressing. Does everybody hate their own voice or is it just me? You know, like, obviously you do. I, <laughs> you hate your well, own I hate voice. everything about myself, but no, yeah. Uh, it, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know of anyone except for maybe like singers, I guess. Because I feel like they must have a pretty good idea of what their voice sounds like, and usually it sounds pretty decent. But I don't know. Do you think Miley Cyrus hates her voice? 
No, I think she loves everything about herself, like to a fault. But that, that's <laughs> okay. just like narcissistic okay, celebrity. <laughs> yeah, bad example. Okay, hang on. Uh, I don't know. Luke Combs. Does Luke Combs hate his voice? I don't know. No, like I feel like anyone that's a singer, even if they're not super successful, they're gonna like their own voice, whether it be because it's actually good or if it's horrible. Like you get those people on like American Idol, where they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna win this for sure." Everybody I know says that I'm like the best singer they've ever heard and they're only saying that because they don't want to hurt this person's feelings or just have them like blow up on them but those people 100 percent, they love their voice they'd listen to themselves every day if they could like they'd get a voice changer for their friends to make them sound like themselves <laughs> i think that's what they imagine want. being that like could you imagine being that into yourself though like i, I can't I just <laughs> a straight up narcissist just love yourself yeah just i mean like I, I hate myself. Like we're we're circling back to like I just you know watching watching my own video back. Like not only do I have to listen to my voice, I have to see myself like in that little corner preview section. You know, like <laughs> I gotta see the facial expression I made, and I just regret everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I did a video a little while ago, and, and <laughs> it was with the zoom background, and just watching every once in a while where it would take part of my face off because my complexion was as white as the white wall behind me. And just seeing it literally tear my face apart. Like, man, what do I even do about this? Like, people get yeah, those we, ring we gotta, lights, we gotta go. but that that would just make it worse for me. <laughs> it <would just> <laughs> yeah, reflect. we gotta get a skylight, get some color on you, being behind that desk all day. Yeah, like, I, I need one of those ring lights that just has, like, a brown light or, or something. Some kind of tan tone to it. Because a white <laughs> light does not help me. <laughs> it just, I just turn into, yeah, like, Yeah, it makes it worse. Beacon. Like, if you're ever lost at night and you're with me, don't try a flashlight on the ground. Shine it on me, and you'll see everywhere around you. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a beacon. Is that a, is that a curse? Or? <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it's a gift, but not for me. It's, like, it helps other people. I guide people to a treasure I can't possess. I'm I'm Red Skull from Infinity Wars, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get into more video editing. Like, I think it's another easy way. I say easy in quotation mark, but easy way to branch out into the space. And so far, it's just been time consumption over streaming. Because like streaming, it's live. There's it's almost effortless. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like there's you're, no you're just, thought you're doing going it. into it. <laughs> like there, yeah. there's, you don't even really have to plan it out. Aside from like, yeah, I'm going to play this game or, or something like that, but. Yeah, like, I think we're on the same page that, like, we stream because we were going to game anyway. Yeah. And, like, we just decided to put it on a platform, you know? Yeah, realistically. To try to build community and... Yeah, like, you're not putting in a ton more effort if you're just streaming over just playing the game anyways. Like, you're putting on OBS, you're setting up the camera. That's more or less a one-time thing, and then you're just clicking stream and record, and you're good. I would say it's a little more expensive if you do it like me, where you end up getting... Like a new camera, a new boom, and a new mic for it might be a little excessive with little to no return. But compared, like, I feel like you have to do YouTube, though. Like, if you really, if you want to get out there, pretty much anyone that is a streamer also has YouTube. Whether it's just for the clips or, like, other quote-unquote content. Yeah, they go hand in hand, like just like you know, the TikTok or a Twitter, like all the social media in like the the entertainment media space, like really just intertwines, right? Yeah, but like I, I, I wish there was a way to do it where you didn't kind of cross into that dangerous influencer territory, 
<laughs> where you're just making content that's garbage just for the sake of making content. Like, I pride myself on low-quality content, but it terrifies me having to make, like, a TikTok or even a Twitter account. I, I don't want to do that. I feel like I would have to, I, I, but... I only have them for the channel for just so people can find them. Like, just another way... You know what I mean? Like just to to spread. Like I I never I would never post on Twitter. I was thinking about doing it like when I was going live, but I don't have any following that would care anyway. So like it's all it's all good there. Yeah, like Twitter, uh, for me at least, it it was never big. Like even when I was in school, no one I knew was like, yeah, this is my Twitter. It was always just like you know Facebook, Instagram, whatever. But no, there, for there's sure. some but I think, people I think that just for like, live on Twitter, and I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I don't either. I just know that it's it's another space that, like for me, like now, if I were to use it, it'd just be like news or like big media things, right? Like there was like an announcement. But like I wouldn't see it on Twitter. I would see a link on Facebook to a Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what I would see. Yeah. So now everyone knows we're boomers because you said a Twitter instead of a tweet. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm fine it's, with that. It's, it's not something we use, and I think we're fairly proud to say that. I just know it's just, like, if you ever want to find people arguing, you can always go to Twitter and you'll find them there. Like, without a doubt, you can pick any topic and you'll find at least two people arguing for either side on whatever it is. Mm. Ah, the cancel culture. It's a wonderful thing. I say we make it 30 episodes if we go that far before... Before we say something that potentially cancels us, that, <laughs> thirty. I think I don't think we'll make it tonight. <laughs> I don't think we'll make it through the night. No, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be fine. But yeah, like to circle back to video editing, which I brought up and never actually really talked about for myself. Like I used to, before I started streaming or making videos or doing anything. I, I was aware that a lot of streamers were, like, hiring people to edit their videos. Now I thought, man, that's kind of lazy. Like, why don't you just do it yourself? Have it be your product, not something that someone else made. I get it now. I fully, I, I understand. <laughs> like, I, I, if I wasn't so frugal, I'd probably hire someone. Yeah, when you get big, I'll edit your videos. Yo, who's gonna edit your? Or just gonna take each other's videos and edit them? You're, no, you're you're gonna you're gonna overtake me. There's no question. It's just I mean, you have time. what three or four times as many Twitch followers as I do, with three yeah, less days. It'll it'll <laughs> it'll level out. It'll level out. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, video editing horrible. And like I, I have to take it with a grain of salt, I guess, because like we're using free software as opposed to buying like proper video or audio editing stuff so it might be easier with that like more intuitive better tools things like that but just the actual effort of going through a video and trying to pick out spots that you want if it's like a vod video or something like that it's such a such a nightmare and i feel like an idiot forever thinking that people should do it themselves What else you got? What else is on the slate today? Slightly one-sided, but... Wait, wait. Oh, I, I went on for a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else. We're on the same page. I, I have nothing else. Like, editing sucks. I don't know what else to tell yeah, you. Nothing. Like, 
<laughs> no, that's no, fine. I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll be the the life rafter. New games. That's okay. You got any new games on your radar? Because I know we had that period for a while where we thought we were going to be just in heaven by now with the new Halo and Battlefield. There's some other big game that was supposed to come out. I can't remember what it was anymore. That's how uneventful it was. First of all, <laughs> what's this Wii stuff? Like, I knew, okay, I knew well, 2042. Wishful I no thinking <laughs> was we would have... I, I thought it was three big name games, but I can't even remember what the third one was. Maybe I was thinking Far Cry. I don't know. But it, it seemed good. And then it was a series of letdowns, mostly from Battlefield. I, I know for you, like we were talking about it before, you were definitely really looking forward to Halo and really looking forward to Battlefield. Like I remember, I was on the same page for Halo, uh, for Halo Infinite, because it, it was been, it's been a long time. Like there was a lot of hype behind this one. And after Halo 5, like I, I played, that's the only campaign I've ever played once was the Halo 5 Guardian campaign. And I just, I like Halo... You know, like as kids, like we would play it, you know, split screen, right? Like we played the multiplayer and you, you got me into Halo. Like you get me into a lot of things. And like when I got it on my own and played the story, that's when I really got into it. Like the story was so good. It's so like deep. the first three games. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. And like there's books, like it's, it, like there's as much lore in Halo as there is in like, I'm, I'm going to say it like probably Star Wars, probably uh, Marvel. Like it's just deep. Like there's books, there's comics, there's, there's everything, right? And if you wanted to just fully immerse yourself, you can get right in there. I'd never indulge too much past the games, but uh, I like I know it's out there and I know it's available, and I've heard like really good things about it. Yeah. But like yeah, like so like Bungie Bungie sells it right three four three take over, and they make Halo four and Halo four it's 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 a pass right it's their first attempt at it they give it a go it was it was meh right like in my opinion I don't know. Yeah. And then they go Halo Five, and they just go a little bit further down. Down the oh, what are you, what are you doing that for? The multiplayer, though, like I know you can chime in. Like the multiplayer in Halo Five was really oh, good. Oh, it, it was think. smooth. It was like shooting through butter. It was wonderful. Like that. That's what I was hoping for again. I just wanted that, but with more people playing it, like an in infinite. <laughs> that's all I needed. That's all they had to do. Yeah, and then Infinite, you know, Infinite. I know you haven't played the the campaign, so I like I'm not going to talk any campaign spoilers or anything like that. But yeah. it's like any other game, right? You play the campaign. Like I, I only did the campaign through Game Pass. Like I wasn't going to drop the ninety bucks Canadian on the uh, on the campaign alone, right? Yeah, when you're getting like it's not even like you need to pay for the multiplayer. You're just getting that story and nothing else, and it's still full yeah, price, like it's nuts. You play through it, and I probably won't play through it again until the co-op campaign comes out. Oh yeah, I forgot which doesn't that, play to come out. It. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like there's no forge, there's no co-op campaign until like May, I think. Yeah, like six months from now. So like I, you know, maybe it'll that and I'll replay it again. And that's after they delayed it for a year already too. But it's like, what are they doing? You know? Yeah, like as a. Like, not a game developer, but someone as a coder, a programmer, I kind of get it. Because business usually puts, like, just insane deadlines on things because they have no grasp on, like, the technical side of it. So they'll be like, oh, you can do this in, like, a month, right? You can add this feature. But I feel like they had enough time. And, like, it's not like Halo was new. They had a pretty good foundation. They just had to write a story in it, basically. And it, I don't know what they did. I couldn't even imagine what it would have looked like or played like if they released it on the original date, but I feel like it would have been a bad time. 
Well, it's had like over five years development time, right? And like, even with uh, the open world campaign, I don't know what took, like, I don't understand. Like, I know they built a new engine, right? Is like my understanding. But like, yeah, I don't know what, what did they spend all their time on? Because like half the cosmetic stuff and like the multiplayer, like that's already in all the previous games. Now they want you to spend 20 bucks on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, I just, I don't understand what took so long. Like probably they were just changing directions on what they actually wanted to do. I think the big killer for a lot of these games is just the fact that they go open world. Like, realistically, if you took every map or level, I guess, from like Halo 4 and lined them up and packed them as tight as you could, it, it's probably smaller than Halo 5's map. Like, I haven't really gotten into it. But like, open world maps are so much bigger with so much nothing in them. And they have to spend so much time just putting things there to make them seem... Like, there's a point, basically. And I feel like it just kills so much time just getting the open world, like, designed how you want it, rendered and everything like that from an art side of it, and then from a story side being like, okay, well, we have this huge unused area. What can we have happen in the story over here? As opposed to, like, where you just have a level-based game like the other Halos, where it's like, okay, this is the story we want. Let's build a hallway where it happens. And, like, I feel like there's a lot less just meaningless development when you do it that way compared to an open world. No, I, I absolutely agree. Like, if it if it fits the story, you know, like for Assassin's Creed, I think Assassin's Creed is an open world story game. Like, I think that just makes sense. Like, especially like the older ones, like Brotherhood or Revelations yeah. in Constantinople or today's... Uh, um, Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a whole song about. I've that. been there, and I can't even. I can't even remember where the dang what the yeah. dang name is. Anyway, but yeah, like I, I think like I'm just a big fan of things that suit the games that should be there. Like it, we can talk about Gears Five even. Like Gears Five is a semi open world like campaign. It didn't have to be. Like Gears is a linear game. Like why change it up? Like people, you're not gonna. You already have a mass audience that plays your game. Like you're not gonna lose them if you don't change the formula, right? Like Halo was always a, a, a down the lane Call of Duty level shooter because that just fit the story the chief is going through trying to kick some covenant butt and try to like stop rings from activating right like that's that's the story he's not supposed to stay in one place it's supposed to be moving and moving along to new places new places right yeah because like so everywhere he went had there was a purpose that he went there in the story whereas like an open world it's just oh i can go over here he's stuck he's stuck here like he's like you know it takes place on zeta halo right like you're just moving around on one part of Zeta Halo. Like, that's the campaign. Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that limits the story, too, because everything you do has to be in this one connected sandbox. So you can't have, like, really drastic changes in levels. Like, with... No, that's right. With, with Gears 5, everything pretty much took place in, like, that desert area. Well, okay, they had two open worlds. They had the one desert area and then the snow area, and... For the most part, that was it. Everything else, to me at least, was uneventful. But like the other Gears games, they went to so many different looking places. Like they had like, like Gears three, two or three levels inside of a worm. Like you can't do that with an open world game. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And like I, I feel like you can get a lot better kind of scenes out of a linear game. Like I remember Gears two, I think it was when you go down like underground and there's this one part 
where you're on like this big ledge that you have to go to and you just see tons and tons of cog troops just marching down underneath and it looks so good and you can just watch this whole thing happen but in an open world game you can't really like schedule stuff like that because the the person could just go there beforehand and be like oh look here's a cliff what's going on down there nothing and then they do the next mission and there's like a whole army down there does make sense so i i'm i'm really not a fan of open world adaptations like assassin's creed yeah 100 percent should be open world elder scrolls it fits but that's what they started as like i feel like just about anything yeah if the franchise started right like if a franchise started open world just keep it open world and if it didn't like why change it up like i can see they were trying to change it up like trying to get more people into it you know trying to do something new but i don't think halo was the ip to do it with you know like i just i don't know no yeah if, if it ain't broke like i can't think of any game series really where they've they've pretty drastically like halo and gears more so halo did where they've just drastically changed it and it's actually worked out like for the most part the less you change the better same with like even battlefield there's so many people that just loved battlefield 3 and 4 and anything that deviated from that they hated <laughs> to an extent that was just the players being dumb like the amount of hate that battlefield 5 and even 1 to some extent got just because they were different than 3 and 4 was dumb but they tried changing 2042 completely and it's horrible now like well in my opinion i, I don't like it i haven't actually no, play, I, I played, played it but. i played the beta and i know the beta was like an old build but like just like the feel of it just like and just like everybody's a character now like there's no soldier classes or anything like that like it's just yeah, it's a it's hero terrible. shooter you're, you're playing against and, doppelgangers of yourself Oh, that's right. And and they made the maps like so big, but like they're just stretched out. They're the old maps just with giant fields in between the points now. Like there's no across the map. Like there's just like small in, like encounters. And then you have to, if you don't have a vehicle, you just have to run across the map. Like that was my experience with it anyway. Yeah, because like th there's more players, so I kind of understand the thought process. But when you have four times as many players as you did before, but the map is four times as big, it's not, there's no more density to it. Like it, it's still the same amount of players per area but now if they happen to be on the other side of the map you're running for 10 15 minutes with, with nothing happening just for the sake yeah, of having a like, big map that they can brag about and be like yeah we got this big sandbox like yeah that's cool but there's nothing in it like th there's no benefit to making it larger like obviously they had to make it a bit bigger because if you had 128 players on a 64 player map you're gonna run into some problems but making it that big i don't really think helped them at all like even in the old battlefield games the more popular ones were like operation metro which was just a tiny like laneway and people loved it because you just went in there you it was great for like farming just stats for your guns and stuff like that but it was just always action and like breakthrough was really popular because everyone was centralized again too but when you have just these giant maps for conquest and with the new conquest system where there's so many different points to go to like the odds of finding someone is pretty low unless you know like where everybody's fighting and then the rest of the map is pointless anyways so i i, I don't like the open world 
like the super open world push that's happening. Yeah, the maps are too big. <laughs> like they're trying to like they're saying they're pushing technology and you know, which I I love. I love the fact that the companies are trying to push the technology to its limit, but like do something with it. Don't just like add space, add ones and zeros to things that just don't matter. And I know it's all about money. Like we're we're sitting here talking about the creative things. At the end of the day, the people making the creative choices are people that controlled just controlled by the people yeah. want the money. Yeah. Like they like I understand it's not the game devs' fault. Like they're controlled by a higher power. And but that's that's what really sucks. Like that's why, you know, we're talking about like games and like upcoming games. Like I I don't really have any AAA game that is on my radar, like to be honest. Like there's actually nothing. There's nothing coming up that that is really exciting me. Um, I know a lot of people are looking forward to like the next God of War. Like I, I played the first one. I haven't finished it on my PlayStation 4, but I, I just it's okay. Like it's not groundbreaking for me, but I, I can I can definitely see why people love it and are anticipating another one. I haven't played Horizon yet. That that's I have it, but I haven't played through it yet. And I know the second one is gonna push technology limits there again. The the only AAA game coming up that I'm probably looking forward to is gonna be Dying Light 2. Just because like the zombie like parkour and like that that's gonna be another open world game that's gonna be hit or miss for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like But like I miss the old days where it was like all you had were triple A games and they were triple A because they were good, not just because they were a big company that made it. And I, I don't see that coming back. Triple A is almost a red flag now. Like it's just how are they going to monetize it? What are they going to do to screw it up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, uh, that's why steam is so great. I wish the Epic game store would give steam a run for their money. I, like, I just know how unpopular the, the platform is compared to the other one. Like I want something to put a fire under steam's butt and just to see what they can really like add to their thing. Yeah. Cause I know like they, they screw a lot of people over with like their percentage cuts for their games, but like all the little indie games coming out on steam, that's the way to go. Like I'm having so much more fun. Like we just bought the police simulator game. That was a lot of fun. Like, and who made that? We don't know. I don't yeah, know who no, made that. No I don't idea. know the name and of the studio. They, they probably made nothing else that we've ever heard of either. And probably won't. It's probably three people. Yeah. <laughs> it's three people. Like probably one of them who was on the forest or something like that. And then two programmers, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it's good in the sense that anyone can make games now, but I'm not a huge fan of how everything pretty much has to be on steam like if you don't want to be on steam you just don't get to play pc games for the most part like you just you, you lose access to so much stuff or like if you lose your steam account everything's gone like i i wish there was a way to still just kind of the old days where you buy a game you install it on your computer you have it it's yours it's not linked to anything it's just you have it but everything now is yeah, so linked sure. up and everything else that like like Steam has the monopoly, right? And that's why they can charge the percentages from the developers because they know there's nothing better. There's nothing better out there. Origin sucks. Yeah, it's Epic Game Store sucks. Yeah, BattleNet has pretty much nothing on it. Well, BattleNet actually Battle has Net nothing sucks. for indie people, but yeah, there's only like it's very rare that a game comes out self-published or like not on steam or hopes not hosted by something i guess would be the way to say it and the only ones i can think of right now are chivalry 2 which i wouldn't really call indie like they're it's fairly big and then escape from tarkov which i guess kind of started out as an indie and now it's gotten fairly big just because of 
how popular it is, but like there, there's have you pl- have you played that yet? Tarkov? No, I yeah. I still haven't pulled the trigger on buying it yet. Like most of the games that I want aren't triple A's. It's just like not minor games because like Tarkov and stuff are really popular. Like there's a lot of non triple A games that are big now. Like even Phasmophobia is huge and it, it's not triple A by any means. Same with Among Us. But yeah, most of the stuff I want is like moderately priced i'd say like 20 to 30 bucks and it's just a matter of like well this looks really good but i have no idea if it actually like if i'd actually enjoy it and it's just a matter of like which one do i want to try first type thing because i don't want to buy all of them and just have all of these games that just sit there because i'm only playing one of them but yeah like tarkov's a big one it it seems like it's getting popular again like i remember when it was really big I guess a couple of years ago now is pretty much when it came out and it was really popular when it came out and then it kind of died off, but I see a lot of people playing it again and it, it seems kind of interesting. Cause it reminds me of PUBG, except not another battle royale. I guess it kind of is, but it kind of isn't at the same time. Like you're not just solely going to kill people, which I like, like I want to be able to go out in like a first person shooter and just find stuff. And not necessarily just have to kill everybody to quote-unquote win. Like that you can just leave, basically. But the concept of losing all your stuff that you have on you, is that I feel like that would frustrate me a bit. So I'm still on the fence on Tarka. Well, it's got to be high risk, high reward, right? Like you can't just... I've never played it myself, but I did watch First Glitch on Twitch there. And his gameplay of it. And he had a teacher like walking him through basically everything. Uh, they yeah. played like one round and you're going to run into people. Like there's no, even if you're trying to avoid them, you're just going to run into them. Like the map actually doesn't seem that big. Yeah. I can't remember how many tell. people are in one like session, but yeah, it's not like, it's not like battlefield 2042 where you can just run and not see anybody, but or PUBG even PUBG was really bad for that. You'd either find everybody or you'd find no one and then just die in a field. Don't miss that at all. But <laughs> I'm, I am happy that like the battle royales are kind of dying off now. Like the past two years, just been nothing. You know, when PUBG and Fortnite were just yeah, everything was trying to knock it off. They even thought Halo was going to come out with a battle royale. Yeah, I mean, and like even like the big streamers are saying, uh, like, Doctor Disrespect. There was a clip of him saying like, if Halo doesn't have battle royale, it's going to die in two weeks. Like he's just saying like, if it didn't have it, the game's just going to be bad. I don't believe that at all. I think that's just. He's trying to keep his like, you know what I mean? Like that's that's his thing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of you know, which is which is cool, which is cool. But he's just kind of like plugging that. If it doesn't have battle royale, it's gonna die. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I I don't believe I, that. I, I'm, I'm not on the same. Yeah, page. but I I think it for a lot of streamers that only play battle royales, I think they kind of get into the mindset that there's only battle royale and like anything else is dead just because they don't play it and they surround themselves with other people that only play battle royale. So I think part of the mindset is just because they're so focused on just playing the one type of game, but I think Halo is still doing pretty well. Like last time I looked at the numbers and I don't expect it to die. Like it, it's always had a competitive scene and stuff like that, but I'm glad it didn't have battle royale. I don't think it would have been good if it did, but like battle royale, I don't mind Apex, 
Like Apex, I think is different enough that it's just not it's not just your standard battle royale. But I hate them for introducing battle pass, like Fortnite especially. Like I feel like before that mm. there weren't too many games that really had that. Most of them still were on like the buy this DLC pack or something like that. Yeah. But Battle Pass and microtransactions are just ruining stuff. Like, Sea of Thieves was the big one that they added a Battle Pass. I'm like, why? Like, it was not the type of game that you would have thought, yeah, this would be better if it had a Battle Pass. Although, personally, I don't think that about any game, but... Yeah, I don't. I can't name a single game that'd be better for it. Yeah, like, I, I was so just rotted when... An, I saw the announcement that they were adding a battle pass and Sea of Thieves, and there was a lot of people that didn't like it either, because they put so much effort into like, well, they have to figure out like 150 or 200 things to give out for hitting each of the levels in the battle pass, because they're usually up to 100, and then you have the premium stuff is like every other level or whatever. Instead, just making more content. Yeah, like they're they're making so much more just little crap that you don't need, like the cat ears and Halo Infinite. Like, why why would you put effort into doing that as opposed to kind of packaging the effort into something bigger? Like Sea of Thieves used to always have big updates. Like they were constantly adding stuff to that game. Like, I remember when we first started playing that, and like I, I was watching people play the beta of it on Twitch a little bit. And it, it looked cool, but it was kind of empty. And they put so much into that game so quickly. And now that they have the battle passes, like the last season, which is four months, I think, for Sea of Thieves. So that's four months, absolutely no content. You're just getting the microtransaction stuff. And their their latest update for the new season was they added fireworks. That was the big thing. As opposed to it, yeah. before they added like entire factions with the gold hoarders and uh, like their whole identity where you could do so much more with them was huge and like even the pirates update that was massive and that one they were doing for years before the battle pass so i think that one had kind of like a separate team i don't think they really got ruined by the battle pass thing but like adding the reapers hideout how they had a whole lore event that went on for months for that when they built that random uncharted island into the reaper's hideout and stuff there was so much content and it just they were going mad like they i don't know what they were doing if they were just having a horrible time as workers or if they just loved it so much that they just wouldn't stop working on it but they were putting so much into it and then the battle pass just came and just pretty much put a halt on everything and the cosmetics that you get in battle passes I, they're not good. I don't like, care for them. I, I don't. I don't, really I don't care for any of it. <laughs> the hype. Like the only thing that I've bought as a microtransaction was that ship set in Sea of Thieves, but that wasn't a battle pass thing either. Like I've never seen anything in any battle pass where I'm like, yeah, I need to. I need to pay for this. I, I don't understand. We should play the pirates. We, we need to. We need to co-stream the pirate uh, story again. I think. Yeah, I want to get back into Sea of Thieves. Like, it, it's a fun game, but I just don't like the the new uh, creatures that they added in. Like, it, no, in, in I, the pirate story. I don't know story. if we turned the spawn rate. <laughs> the spawn rate went down, maybe? I don't know. I haven't played since, yeah, so true. I don't know. Like, in the story, they made sense? 
no problem with them because like it was a contained story thing but now everything's more difficult because you go onto any island and you're getting up to three times as many enemies just to do the the same task and get the same reward as before before it was like oh yeah here's three skeletons now it's like well here's this giant crab man that can just blast me into the stratosphere whenever he wants and it's like well at least they fight each other but usually they just fight you like if if they both spawn they just go for you yeah it's like playing risk yeah it's just it's i'm not a fan of that but the actual pirate story was great however yeah it was great i'd love to love to play it again yeah i just remember that one mission where uh I can't remember what triggered it, but it was like a server-wide thing where everyone would just start falling through their boat. Like the hitbox on the boat kind of disappeared. Right, yeah. I remember. That was before we all started streaming. Yeah, yeah, that was like just before, I think, because it came out end of July or something. Something like that. And we did it in like three days. Two or three days. (laughs) And I was like, well, can't wait to come back to this game in a year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the way to play it. When we got Pirate Legend, we just went ham on it during a double XP Halloween weekend. And then the next time we came back was the Pirates thing, I guess. But that was like, that's what that game is is good for me for. You know what I mean? Like every once in a while, I'll come back, binge it for like a week. You know what I mean? And then get all the new stuff out of the way and then you're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have lots of gold, lots of XP. Like it's, you know, I don't need to max out every level right away because then, then it's really then what, you know? Yeah. Like I, I'm glad they put it up to, was it seventy now for the factions? So there's a there's a bit of room to go. But yeah, like I still need to get into I need to do the Athena's levels a whole bunch and like you need to really grind to get some of those pirate legend cosmetics that you get in the hideout, which would be nice. But that's such a time sink to get some of those like millions and millions just for a capstan, is insane. Yeah. But I guess there needs to be yep. <laughs> some kind of end goal grind going on. What else you got? <laughs> I feel like I never actually talked about any of the new games <laughs> that, that I was. Well, what games are you looking forward to? <laughs> uh, ones that are already out. What, what are these twenty like, these twenty to thirty dollar indie games that you want? What What are they? Okay, well, I'm just gonna get it out of the way cool. that I still want to get Far Cry at some point. Far Cry Six. Like I know that's not an indie game, but. That is one I still want to get, because no matter how bad those get, I still enjoy the gameplay of them. <laughs> like, even if the story's trash. Although, 5 had a pretty good story. Like, I enjoyed 5. They're a good guilty pleasure, for sure. I enjoyed 5 as well. Yeah, like, the story was actually pretty decent for those. And, spoiler alert for, like, 5 or 6 year old, you know, probably even older than that now, game. It's one of the very few ones where the protagonist has been insane, but also actually turns out to be right. <laughs> like, you were wrong the whole time. Because was it New Dawn came out after that, and you find out that they actually there actually was a nuclear blast, so he was right the the whole time, the whole time you're you're killing all these people, thinking they're like a crazy cult, and they are, but but he was actually right, it was pretty cool. But yeah, in terms of like the indie games, there's so many just little ones where I'm like, man, I'm gonna get this, and I'm probably gonna really enjoy it, but I'm probably gonna play it for like 45 minutes. Like, I want to get PC Building Simulator, which I know is free on Epic, and I don't think I got it. But it's it's only, like, $9 right now on the Steam sale. And it's the perfect example of an indie game on Steam. 
because like I look at him like yeah I want to play that partially just because I, I'm kind of hoping they have my PC on there and I can see how to change things if I have to just use it as a tutorial but just to like mess around on but at the same time I think it's gonna be one of those things where I play it and then I'm like yep that was cool next and just not really go back to it like I have a, a VR game called VTOL VR and it, it, you're using jets and stuff but what I like about it is everything in the cockpit you actually touch with the motion controllers so like you, you don't have a joystick that you can't actually see while you have your VR headset on and stuff. And like, again, it's a game with a really cool concept, but I think I have like 2.4 hours in it, partially because I keep crashing on one mission, but even still, like indie games, aside from a few, like, I, I guess, Among Us, Fall Guys, Phasmophobia, ones like that that get really big, they just don't seem to have staying power, but they still interest me. And like Cube VR is another one. But it's literally just Minecraft and VR, but slightly better. And I guarantee I would only play that for two hours, but man, I still want to get it. Like indie games like that just they just get me. But I really want another RTS because I feel like it's been well, I say it's been forever, but Age of Empires four came out what, like two months ago? But it feels like forever since a good RTS came out. And there's one called Manor Lords that's coming up. And it has no official release date. And it's been like that for two years. And I, I just keep checking it. I keep going back and be like, man, is it out? Can I play it? Is there at least a date? And there never is. But That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's always what happens with indie games. And I end up with like 10 of them at a time that I want to get and it's like okay which of these do I want to play for 20 minutes first and just spend all this money on and then we'll probably regret it later because like they're so cheap what? but there's so many and then it's like well okay that added up to $200 that's rough yeah but my rationality is, is like I, if it's a $15 indie game I've spent more at Subway in one go so like if I get at least an hour of an enjoyment out of it and never touch it again, I think it's worth that $15. Comparing products to food is such a slippery slope, though, because I've done that. And <laughs> it's just <laughs> like sometimes it works out and sometimes it's just, no, yeah, I wasted that money and I didn't get any food. <laughs> it just hits you like a double win. <laughs> but what's been getting me lately, though, like I agree for sure, is that like. Some of the cheaper games, I I have way more hours in the cheaper games than I do AAA expensive games. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, I can't think of anything that comes to the top of my head. But like Phasmophobia, what's that? $15 Canadian? And I probably have 200 hours into it already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even Squad. <laughs> Squad was cheap when we got it. And like, it's a still, I would consider it a small indie game. What a fantastic game Squad is. Like, we need to promote Squad. <laughs> Yeah, Squad and Postscriptum, really. But I feel like Scriptum's just... It, it's pretty much laying down and just accepting that it's going to die. But every no, once in a while, rolling surge. over. Yeah, I haven't looked at like the the player counts or anything on Steam lately to see what it's been like. But, but yeah. Yeah, like again, another indie game. Like two examples right there. Like Squad, we paid what? like We got that for like 20 bucks in like 2016. That's what five, over five years ago, and we're still playing it. You know what I mean? Like it's just because with these indie games, they just continuously give you updates. They don't ask you for more money. I think that's one of my favorite parts. There's some of them, like sure, you can buy cosmetics and stuff like that, but a lot of them, they're just saying, "Hey, we're early access. 
give us your 15 bucks. Come along for a ride. It's, I mean, it might be great. It might be garbage, but let's take the ride. Yeah. You know, like police sim, we drop what, like 25 bucks on that. And there, it looks like it's a passion project. Like we'll come back to that. Like I'll come back to it tonight if you want. But like anytime we come back to that, they're going to add more stuff. Seems like they're adding updates to that constantly, right? Like a lot of the indie games are more passion projects, which is what I really, really dig. Yeah. It, like they're people that have a nine to five job and they're doing this on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the problem with a lot of AAA, well, to start with, I, I, I'm still okay with games that come out that are complete and then they just don't do anything with it. Like how games used to be, like you get the product and as long as it's good. I'm fine with it. That's it's whatever. Like NASCAR Thunder 2002, perfect game, just fine. Didn't need anything else. But like games like Call of Duty, well, Call of Duty's kind of changed how it works. But games where there's like a fixed schedule, where it's like, yeah, we're gonna make this, and we're just gonna see how much stuff we make before the next game, and then they have the cutoff. I feel like those games kind of suck because they'll intentionally not do anything super ambitious after launch just because they know well the next game's coming out we'll just save it for that like cod's horrible for that it's always yeah this game's coming out by the way the day after this comes out we're announcing our next game but like an indie game like you can look at like the trello boards for some games and they'll just have just a super long list of stuff that they want to add and some of it might not have like a time frame on it on when it's actually going to get here but there's just so many things that they want to add to the game that they'll just constantly work on it. And it, it ends up being like what, what you're saying, where you can leave a game for a year and you come back to it and it's maybe not a completely brand new game, but there's something new to do. And AAA games, they, they don't live long enough to do that, really. Which... No, they have that, that corporate pressure that we were talking about earlier, right? Like, it's it's really unfortunate. Like, I'm I'm really, really pumped that they announced the Kodo remake, but, like, that scares the crap out of me. You know, don't. If it yeah. ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, that scares the living daylights uh, out of me. Star Wars remakes, ever since they announced that DICE was doing a Battlefront remake, like, I thought that was the going to be the, the be-all, end-all of games. Like, the best thing that ever exists. If they just mm. took the original Battlefront games, put it in Frostbite, and just, like, reskin Battlefield. It would have been perfect. But but then the, they were like, no, let, we gotta do something new. We gotta do something different. We gotta do something worse. <laughs> it's just remakes, like... It's either a one-to-one remake where all they do is update, like, the splash art and, like, some of the models, and it doesn't really look that much better because they're just working on the engine they had, which is basically what happened with the GTA Definitive Edition or Trilogy or whatever it was called. And those usually suck. Like, the GTA one was absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. They took it right off the shelves somewhat i'm pretty sure or you get the remakes like battlefront where it's it's not really a remake in the sense that like it's not the same game it, it might be roughly the same gameplay or roughly the same story but they changed it so much it's not the same thing in kotor I, it would be better if they just reskinned it but i don't think they really can unless they do like a whole new engine for it and stuff so i have a feeling they're gonna end up changing some stuff and just, I guess, modernizing it. And I, I don't know how well that's going to work. I don't have super high hopes for it. 
and the other. Oh, I I just want it to be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't get my hopes up for games anymore. I don't know what Equi- uh, Eclipse is going to be like the other Star Wars game that they announced. I mean, you couldn't really I take much from the trailer, but well, it goes back to like anticipated games. Like I with a CGI trailer, just a cinematic trailer, I. I can't do anything with that. That does nothing for me. Until I see a full level, like for Fallen Order when they announced that, until I seen that they did that that demonstration, I think it was at EA Play one year yeah. before it came out, and they showed like a level, that's when I was on board. I was like, okay, great. That looks that looks good. I'll play that. But until then, with just like cinematic trailers, that that does nothing. Like some of the, like, I, I despise mobile games, but they have the coolest friggin' trailers I've ever seen. Oh, there, there for was some of them. <laughs> there was one mobile game I can't remember what it's called now, which really sucks. But it was a World War II game, and like the actual gameplay was just garbage. But it had this like really in-depth, like ten-minute-long ad that would play on YouTube, and I'd watch the whole ad. Like I. The first time I saw it, I'm like, what is this? Like, even if it wasn't a game, I wanted to watch it. Uh, I wish I could remember what it was called. But it had its own original song and everything with it. And the song was really good. And it was switching back and forth between, like, the... um, I I think it was mostly the American, uh, like, point of view. And the song would be in English. And then it switched to the Germans. And the song would go into German. And it it was so good that I watched it. And then I... I looked it up on YouTube to watch the ad again as like the actual video. And then I, I Googled what the actual gameplay was and it's just like a top down, like just garbage mobile ad, but it was so like just clash of clans, but just like, yeah, but, but the like... video for it was amazing. And like, I, I saw yeah. threads on like Reddit and stuff and people were like, man, why did they spend so much on such a good trailer and then just have a garbage game? <laughs> like, it it got them a fair bit of attention, I guess, but I feel like people just they they watch the trailer more than they played the game. I mean, it sounds like you did for sure. <laughs> it was like I wish the song was on Spotify because the song was good too. Although I've had like yeah. a strange kick of like historical music, like not historical like classical, but. Like, are you familiar with Sabaton at all, the band? No. Okay. Well, they're, they're like a, a metal-esque band. Like, not super heavy metal. No, Black Sabbath, but... Yeah, no, not not quite. But everything they do is... It, it's based on... Like, they'll pick a historical event and then write a song about it. Mm. And, like, it, it doesn't... Like, it sounds like an original song, but when you listen to the lyrics, it's actually about something. It's not just some random thing that they decided to say. Right, about. you dig that. Yeah, because, like, one, they like it sounds good. They're catchy and they're good. But, like, just going through their albums, like, there'll be one about, like, the 300 Spartans. And it's like, yeah, I know what that is. I understand this song and it sounds good. I know what they're talking about, which is cool. And like they have songs about just about everything, like the the, the Christmas Day truce uh, in World War One. They had stuff mm. about the Spartans, about the Vikings. They had stuff about um, I can't remember what Assassin's Creed game it was, but the, it it was when there was some kind of revolt, and it was in one of the Assassin's Creed games. That's how I remembered. It. I'm like, I know about that. 
And just random stuff like that I've started getting into. I don't know why, but just song, no, songs cool. that were I about historical stuff. That, that's what half of my Spotify suggested is now. <laughs> what was the band name again? Uh, Sabaton. They, Sabaton, cool. The first time I actually heard it was in uh, Postscriptum, and it was a song about uh, basically when the Allies like started going like turned things around in World War Two and started going after the Germans, and we were playing as the Allies, and someone played that in one of the lodges or yeah, one of the lodges, and I had to ask him like, "What is that?" Like, because I I had heard it somewhere before, but I wasn't really super familiar. He's like. A Sabaton, man. And I looked it up later, and I found that song and a whole bunch of other ones. There's a one that I really like about the uh, uh, Ghost Division, which is uh, the Panzer Division under Rommel. That, yep. like, punched through. And they, they went so far through enemy lines that they were getting to the point where... Uh, I think it was the French. The, the French just weren't... They, they didn't know what was going on. They weren't even armed because they were so far from the front line. And it, would, it yeah, was Yeah, they just, were going to like no, in Normandy, right? It, yeah. <laughs> they were just so far through that the, the French were like... There's no way that's they? not ours, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they, they just surrendered because like, they weren't ready for it at all. And it was just overnight, one night. And even like the other Germans couldn't find them. And they have like... A whole YouTube series where they they pick each song and they do like a twenty minute kind of um, like overview of of what it's about and what actually happened. And I I watched no, quite a few wicked. of those, but yeah, no, I have to check them out for sure. Yeah, not bad. Now I know we said we we'd go roughly for an hour. I feel like we got to get to Spider Man. <clears throat> well, why don't we save Spider Man for a separate one? Ooh, we could we could start a Patreon yeah. and have exclusive episodes where people need to. <laughs> no, I just mean as a as a second a second for, uh, for episode run. one of the Shameless sure. Plug podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we never really talked about like the overall structure for the viewers, but I, I think the goal is to do like one a week ish roundabout something it, like that. If anybody has made it this far into our podcast, thank you so much. Yeah, for listening that and that is well. Us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's really no structure so far. Uh, I work at sea, so whenever I, I go back out to sea, the structure is going to be a little bit off, or maybe Coco will, will host some or have some guests on. We'll see. But uh, this is episode zero, so we're just kind of testing the waters. Uh, we're going to do a separate podcast for review for Spider-Man No Way Home. And if he ever gets off his butt and watches some of these Disney Plus shows, we can do some for that too. Yeah. Well, same, same podcast, different episode. We don't have a separate reviewing podcast. Just so, so Sorry, yes, it'll different. be a different episode. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of where this is going, um, I don't know if we've made the actual accounts yet, so I don't I don't know if we can really say where it'll be. So we'll have to just self-promo, or I guess shamelessly plug the podcast for the time being. No, yeah, as you do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we never really got into like the origin of the name. But tune in next week. When, when we talk about that, I have to write that down to remember why we called it that. But I'm sure everyone watching this already knows because we probably shamelessly plugged it to you already. But yeah, I, I, I think the plan is to have it on. Like YouTube's a good one to have it on because eventually we might probably, maybe, might, not sure, have video along with this. Like just us. But um, 
yeah, and then I think Spotify is a decent spot. I, Apple Music is foreign territory to me because I've never owned anything Apple. So you, you it's might. all it's all up in the air. It's all TBD. I I can take the reins with some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening, wherever you found this, just keep listening there. <laughs> and and if you are you need to go if you're not already. If you're interested in hearing more content from TMT Coco, he is on Twitch. Just search TMT Coco on Twitch. You'll find him there. And from there, you can find his Discord. You can give us feedback about the podcast. And we can go from there. Yeah, and I guess since you intro or shamelessly plugged my Twitch, twitch.tv slash TMT Coco, I can say really quick. I'll shamelessly plug yours. You can find uh, Sock here at twitch.tv slash lickmysock 117 gaming right there's gaming at the end it's not just your name that's right yeah i had to make it extra complicated yeah Yeah, don't forget it's lickmysock 117 gaming on twitch uh you can join either of our discords get feedback on the podcast and possible future topics we'd love to hear from you and who knows we might even have guest appearances on this little podcast we haven't gotten that far yet but until next time thank you for tuning in coco take her away buddy all right. Well, I think I'll just build on that by uh, being, you know, the typical content creator on the on the internet, and just ask you to go ahead and smash that like button if you enjoyed the content, or if you're on Spotify. I don't think you can do that, but regardless, thank you for uh, listening. I guess not watching because we don't have that yet. But yeah, find us on Twitch. We got links on each of our Twitch pages to our YouTube's as well, and uh, yeah, hopefully every week. But If that changes, I'm sure we'll post it on the Discord or somewhere. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for tuning in if you made it this far. It means a lot. Hopefully we'll uh, keep building on this, you know, get a little bit more polished, get a nice jingle for the start and stuff. But for episode zero, the, the unofficial first episode of the Shameless Plug podcast, I'm TMT Coco. That was Lick My Sock. We're going to wrap it up here. So we'll catch you next time. And bye bye. Uh, yep. Yeah.